0: Welcome to another episode. I have been enjoying, I've been talking to a lot of people lately that have been listening to the podcast, and that's always been nice to hear that people have been enjoying the content, because I love making it, I love empowering you guys with more information. And today we are talking about if you should utilize conventional produce, or organic produce, or a combination thereof. Now, there are obviously a lot of considerations when making this decision, and I want to break them all down and dive into it, because it's obviously an important decision, and the first thing that I want to address is that, and this is my philosophy that I'm going to share with you, it doesn't mean that it has to be yours, but it's something that maybe you want to consider. So... Part of my philosophy, first and foremost, is that because I am in this industry to help people get healthy, that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not for any other reason. So when you take that into account and you ask yourself, what kind of ingredients are going to support my clients' and customers' health as much as possible, for me, the answer is organic. And so... Just because of that, I don't really consider anything else. I don't compromise. I don't do some combination of conventional and organic. I've always, when running my you know, storefronts, just focused on organic ingredients, and that's it. That's, the, that's as far as the conversation needs to go for me personally. Now, for you, you and like I said before, this doesn't have to be the place that you make decisions from. This, the beautiful thing about being human and being an entrepreneur is that you get to make decisions from where feels right for you. And so in the consideration that you may be in, you may be in the uh, contemplation around the economics, which I understand is totally a reasonable thing to consider, the affordability of doing all organic versus conventional. And there are a few things that I want to say about that. So the first thing is that it really can be worth considering what is in your environment. So going to a place where you do all organic produce can be a differentiating factor. If you're in a sea of other juice businesses that are not organic, it's a great distinction in terms of your unique brand position, and it should be one of many. So that's one consideration. The second thing is... Figuring out if your customers can afford it, right? Because everybody's opening up businesses in different places, and that can sometimes be a hard thing to assess. But I feel sometimes in the same way that you might be cold pressing and putting your juices in glass bottles and going all organic versus using a centrifugal juicer, putting your product in plastic, going conventional, right? These are different qualities of a product and people who are quality focused because not everybody makes decisions strictly based on price. Some people, you know, from where I'm from in Los Angeles, there are people who are doing quite well financially and it doesn't make a difference to them if the juice that they're buying is $5 or $7, $7 or $10. They're goal is to consume the highest quality product that they can and they'll pay within within reason right they'll pay whatever they're going to pay and so the same might or might not go for you cuz you have to assess the economic environment and sometimes it's a difficult thing to do and it takes some analysis and you know you might want to talk to us about helping you analyze that but that's the other consideration now When it comes to, can you afford to do it? And what is the price point? Sometimes I find that people are having this conversation from a very abstract place, right? They're trying to make the decision before they actually have run the numbers. And so oftentimes with our clients who might be in this deliberation, we will put prices together for them in both scenarios and say, okay, look, if you create this product and it is all conventional, here are the actual numbers. Right. If you create this product and it's organic, here are the actual numbers and this is what you'll have to charge for it in order to maintain your profit margin. And then you can make a decision from an educated place. You're not just assuming I can't afford this. Right? It's just not possible. Or making a decision out of a vacuum, which I don't think is intelligent to do, because when you're making decisions like this, which are critical, and if it's about the numbers, then get down into the numbers. Now, granted, going through this process (laughs) is potentially a very tedious thing to do, which is why, you know, you may consider having a conversation with us and having us do it for you because it does take a lot of time and energy to cost out a menu and to run, you know, two scenarios on every single product, especially if your menu is large. That can be a difficult thing to do. But I advise that you actually go through the process and do that because that is the thing that's going to allow you to make an educated decision. Now, let's talk about the situation that may arise and has arisen. For a lot of you, that might look like having connections to local farmers who may not be certified organic, but they have organic practices, meaning that the certification isn't there, but you may have been told that they only do organic farming. Now, that's sort of a gray situation. Um, personally, for me, in that situation, I would want to go and check the farm out. And I, I honestly have never really done it, because I think there's still a risk there. But it doesn't mean that you can't, within your moral compass, say, okay, well, let me you know, dive, dive a little bit deeper. I personally don't know all the things that are required in organic farming. To get that certification. So I've kind of been leaning on that. But it's not to say that there aren't farmers out there that probably have practices that are better than most organic farmers, but they don't have a certification because I know that the certification costs money. There's also a whole process. I don't remember how many years it is, but in most farms, you have to have, um, I think the land has to be organic for a number of years before it's actually considered certified organic. So if it was a conventional farm, for let's say you know whatever period of time and they're trying to get the certification they might have to have the organic practices for maybe two to five years or whatever the number is before they actually can be considered an organic farm. So in that transition period of time they might be doing things that are kind of uh, more aligned but they haven't had that time pass. So that gets to be one of the things that you look into and you decide what feels right around that. Now the last thing that I want to bring up, which is a question that somebody asked me recently was what if 95% of my ingredients are organic, but my singular ingredient and in this situation, I think it was like, you know, granola or something in my acai bowls is not organic. Can I say that everything on my menu is organic still? And I once again, I can't tell you what to do, but for me, I feel like if I was a customer and I was looking to have an all organic meal and something in it was not organic, but the people told me that it was, then I would feel like I was being misled. And so this is really more a question of transparency and how upfront you want to be. And it does become difficult because if, you're, if, if everything in your product is organic minus one thing it's you can't say that we use all organic ingredients because you don't right because all means all and so that is one of those things that um, you may also be in consideration of when it comes to the question of how do you articulate it now another thing that you have to be aware of if you're not just while we're at it uh, the term organic in america is a legal term meaning that you cannot Say that you are a certified organic, or you are an organic juice bar, unless your kitchen has been certified organic, because that's a term that has implications behind it that have to be. Um, just like I can't tell someone I'm a lawyer when I'm not a lawyer, because a lawyer is a you know it's a it's a legal certification. Um, And so in the same way, you can't say, I have an organic juice bar, if your juice bar actually is an organic. Now, that all being said, this is not legal advice. I am not a lawyer. Like I said, I haven't passed the bar, but I'm telling you from what my experience has been, my understanding of these things. Now, this is why there's also a distinction between using organic ingredients, which I'm also pretty sure, Um, once again, these laws change and all of that, but you should be allowed to say that you have or get, you use all organic ingredients if that is what you do but you cannot say you have an organic juice bar because the distinction is is that an organic juice bar has a kitchen that needs to be certified by whatever organic certification agency meaning they have to check out what kind of cleaning products you use you know where things are stored they have their own criteria for certifying your actual kitchen as being a certified organic kitchen, which I think they also are allowed to come and inspect it every now and again, just like a health department does. So there are standards around your kitchen being organic versus you using organic ingredients. Those are two different things. So overall, like I said in the beginning, it's not for me to dictate whether you go conventional or you go organic, and you have to ask yourself the question of what is important to you? and why you're going to make that decision. Because I personally would prefer to make less money and know that I'm helping people than to make more money and think that I might be giving people poison. And I'll share something with you. Um, I remember that there was a a friend I had, this was many years back, and he did a juice cleanse from a company that I won't name, but they're not all organic. And he was doing a juice cleanse because he was doing the cleanse to support his health. It turned out that he had a lot of Afterwards, after he did the cleanse, he got very ill. He went to a doctor, and they said, yeah, your liver's pretty damaged. There's a lot of toxicity in your liver. And then he, you know, uh, made the equation that, yeah, probably the fact that he was consuming on a juice cleanse a bunch of conventional produce, uh, that might have contributed to his toxicity and poisoning. So if people are trying to get healthy, we want to support them, I would imagine, if that's your intention in doing so. Now let's talk about doing a combination thereof, Okay. If you decide that that's something you want to consider, oftentimes what people do is there's a whole list, what they call like, I think the dirty dozen, it might be more than a dozen. I think that the name is just catchy. Um, But there's a whole list of ingredients that are traditionally known when they are conventional to be sprayed with toxic chemicals more than others. And I think things like strawberries and tomatoes, and there's, you know, a whole list of things. And so I think the berries, especially the berries are are sprayed heavily. So if you want to make your best effort to support your customer's health and you don't feel that it's completely aligned for you to do 100% organic, you can decide to focus on the things that probably have the highest risk of toxicity from conventional ingredients and focus on those things. Now, the other thing I wanna talk about when it comes to organic or conventional is to understand that organic produce is just grown differently, okay? Generally speaking, the soil is richer. When you've got better soil, you're gonna have more flavorful ingredients. So there is something to be said about the end result of the quality of your product, because it's not just to say, oh, I'm gonna use conventional produce or organic produce and it all tastes the same. No, 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 right? This is a different quality of product. And this is also why if you even move towards people who might be doing regenerative farming, right, the better the quality of the farm and the better their practices are when it comes to growing their product, the end result is going to be of a higher caliber. And so there might be something to... Uh, the fact that if you do want a very flavorful product and you want a high quality product that makes your customers feel great because they're getting a lot of nutrients and vitamins and they're feeling the energy and the experience of what you're serving them, then that can be another motivating factor in just wanting to orient yourself towards the highest quality product. So I hope this expands your thinking a little bit in Your deliberation and maybe gives you a little bit of a process for consideration when exploring this decision. Ultimately, it's your business, it's up to you. You get to decide what feels most aligned based on what your goals are and based on what you feel you're capable of doing. And those are my thoughts. (laughs) So I hope that this has been helpful. As always, if you guys do need help either costing out your menu or uh, putting recipes together, or developing any aspect of your business, please feel free to reach out to me at andrew at startajuicebar.com. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you about how we can help. We run a full-scale development firm. We've helped hundreds of people, so we can definitely help you with whatever it is that you need. And until next time, I hope you know that we are here to create a world where there are more juice bars and healthy food service cafes than unhealthy fast food service businesses. And together we can make that a reality, and it's happening, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Until next time, this is Andrew McFarlane with starterjuicebar.com and the Juice Bar Experts podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon.